just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. What's happening, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your favourite tutor, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is your favourite men's interview, interest and improvement website, where I quiz the experts to find out the hacks, tips, methods and protocols that you can implement in your own life to take it to the next level and live happier, healthier, wealthier, sexier and so much more. Today's guest is the fabulous Aaron Alexander. He's a man on a mission to inspire millions of individuals to confidently re-inhabit their bodies and learn to be strong, flexible and pain-free. He plans to do that by teaching you how to move functionally and efficiently during every daily task, which is something I think is awesome. Our modern day society has gotten too used to our gadgets and luxury and we're setting ourselves into an early grave and also we're getting close to a terrifying old age scenario that we discuss in today's episode. Aaron's philosophy is how you move through a room is how you move through your life. And in this episode, we discuss his philosophy on movement, his story, how he helps his clients, simple ways you can move better, breathe better, and how you can transform your physical as well as your emotional state. He's a lovely guy, he's very deep, but gives straightforward, inspiring advice to help modern men realign themselves with their bodies and helps to transform their lives. Now, let's get to the episode. Hope you enjoy. I really am appreciative of doing this. Um, you, you became a bit of a nightmare because when I started listening to your podcast, I realised how much your stuff covers and how amazing you know changes you can do. But for those people who don't know you, you know, if you had to go a quick intro between floors and a lift or something like that, how would you describe what you do? Because it's it's pretty unusual. Yeah, well, it's transform. You know, so my background is manual therapy and coaching people with their movement you know so it started off with personal training and then that turned into rolfing structural integration which is like uh i describe it as like physical therapy meets hands-on therapy and then it kind of started transforming more into like teaching workshops and you know the podcast started like four and a half years ago and now i'm doing a book and um you know so it's started off like clinical practice and now it looks more like workshops and online programs and more like kind of Speaking to larger groups is what I'm more focused on these days. That's awesome. I mean, I'm loving watching your success, and it's like I keep listening to your podcast, and it's opening up so many different avenues of questions for me, like with other guests and that. So when you're doing this sort of thing, um, what is it like about movement that actually attracted you to this initially? You know, is it have you always just been interested in the way the human body moved and, you know, the kind of the hindrances and the things, the hacks that made it more efficient? I think, you know, so I come from a place that's similar as a lot of men, especially of focusing on applying, you know, vanity muscle, essentially. And so going to the gym to try and get as large appearing as I possibly could and be cut and chiseled and beach body and all that stuff and kind of missing the whole foundations that the reason that, that body type is attractive is because it's a representation 
that the body is is healthy and it can move in nature and it can adapt to various different environments and it can play sport and it can hunt and it can gather and you know so we kind of have this like mutation now where we just focus on the effect and miss the foundations that actually create that effect and um you know so that's what i'm really interested in is is helping people start to instill better movement into their life so that literally their whole day can become an opportunity to move and think better. You know, it's as opposed to putting it into like this isolated compartment of gym fitness three times a week. Yeah. Cause that's the thing into it is nobody like a lot of modern day guys think of, I've got to go to the gym to work out. I've, I'm only moving at the gym, but you know, they, they don't notice that niggling pain as they're sitting at their desk. They don't notice like the tight hunched shoulders and things like that. I mean, wh- what would you say to somebody that just says, well, why should I care about movement? You know, what kind of, can you look at somebody and realize where the tension's been held? Could you see like chronic pain and that sort of thing? Is it that kind of obvious to you now as you develop these techniques? Chronic pain's tough because it can mean so many things. You know, so um, what's the what's the book, Doctor? I'm spacing his name right now. It's called Healing Back Pain. I think is what it's called. And man, it's a book I reference all the time. Uh, but oh man, I want to know his name. It's going to come to me at some point. Anyways, Doctor Fella, I believe the book's called Healing Back Pain, and he gets into you know over ninety five percent or over ninety percent at least of people's chronic pain. Oftentimes, is he calls it tension myotitis, and it's becomes more of like an ingrained pattern, oftentimes in relation to like emotional. Uh, dis-ease, you know, dis-ease in the sense of like, you're just, you're out of ease, like you're in a, a place of chronic tension. And if you emotionally feel in a place of tension, then that will manifest itself, trickle down into your physical body. Now, there's no way to separate the emotional self from the physical self. The second that you feel surprised or scared or, you know, any of those types of sensations, you have a, a, a physical representation of that immediately. You know, you can, you're, one of your buddies can walk into the room right now and their shoulders can be rolled forward and their head can be kind of pushed forward and their spine can be kind of collapsed and their movement can look kind of sluggish. And you immediately say like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like, are you okay? You, know, you see in their body that emotionally they're not feeling well that day. You know, and it's the same thing if somebody comes in in more of like an upright posture and they're all stacked and aligned and shoulders back and head tall. And you're like, oh, wow, cool. Like, what's up? Did you, you know, what, what happened? Did you get laid? You know, <laughs> you're feeling good. You know, you can, you can see the, someone's emotional state through their physical posture. You know, we, we're continually training our bodies into the way that we think and the way that we feel. You know, and kind of like a roundabout way of, of talking about like the, the chronic pain, pain, such a slippery subject, you know, it's, it's, it can be defined in so many different ways, but in the end of the day, I don't think anyone really has an honest specific definition of what pain means, you know, and you can look at different people's x-rays or MRIs of, you know, their, their spine or their knee. And, you know, one person could have like a, you know, just like a heinous bulging disc or their knee could look like it's about to fall apart, but they don't experience any pain there, you know, and then another person could come in and, you know, it looks like picture perfection, but they're dealing with like fibromyalgia, you know, like just chronic pain, you know, so 
from like a kind of like an Eastern perspective, you could say it's like there's a, there's a term samskara that um, I learned during vipassana meditation. You like a ten day sit thing, and they talk about when you're sitting down and you're experiencing different types of aches and pains and you know the sensations of wanting to get up and move around and all that stuff. They describe that as like your internal self kind of uh, they describe as these like these like emotional pains starting to starting to surface and you feeling those things and kind of wiggling out of them is almost like a missed opportunity to get to actually address them so uh, I don't know what pain is exactly and and chronic pain um, you know I, I I think I posted a quote today on the, on the Instagram about um, I said it was from Eckhart Tolle. I don't think it was actually originally from him, but that's where I read it from. And, you know, it's like pain. The pain that we experience is avoiding, is the avoidance of some sensation or the lack of acceptance of some sensation. But if you can come into acceptance with yourself and your environment and, you know, all the little factors of your life, then there's not a lot of reason for chronic pain to pop up, I don't think. So would you say that's where we go wrong is we spend too much time, you know, like looking after other people and helping them, but we don't really pay attention to our own niggles and we just kind of accept our, you know, our own, our own situations. Cause I started doing jujitsu and the number of people who have, you know, said, oh, I've had this pain in my arm for ages. I've had a back pain for ages, but it's just one of those things. You know, we just as modern day guys just used to going, ah, well, it's that's just part of me that's my problem yeah yeah i don't know man i mean i think i think that the typical tendency of modern culture is for our attention to be directed outward all the time you know and it's like your attention is the that's a commodity you know and that's what you're doing with this podcast that's what i do with my podcast that's what you know we do on social media and you know we're creating sparkling shiny content that you know hopefully is helpful for people with the intent of capturing attention and the more attention you have that's like you're the winner you know you're trying to gather attention and when you are existing in that environment where now everybody has their own media platform you know at one point media platform was like one channel, you know, it's like, that's the TV. Like watch that channel and everybody watches it. Now it's like every person, you know, with a computer, which is like, you know, several billion people is like their own media station. And so the amount of the concentration of, of media outlets seeking your attention is just so freaking high. You know, and so I think now more than ever, it's really valuable for you to focus your attention inward, you know, because if you, if you don't, and you just go with like the ebb and flow of the nature of the world, like you're going to get sucked, you know? And so, yeah, I think I think having, having an inward practice is really important. Because when I've watched videos of yours, like, you know, you seem to move in a very kind of flow state, you're very fluid, you're very kind of you know, you, you can really see that muscle mind connection. You can see the control you have over yourself and, you know, the, the way that you kind of feel your body. So how do you start working with somebody? You know, like how can guys get more in tune with 
themselves, you know, because I like the the stuff you've done on, like, you know, guys don't hug, dancing, all this kind of stuff to get the body going again. You know, how, how would you start working with somebody who's yeah, hunched shoulders, you know, sits in a bus all day, sits in a seat and watches Game of Thrones every night, you know, that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, so for starters, the thing that I care most about, I think, as far as if there's like one thing that I'd really like to see modernity start taking advantage of is just spending more time on the ground. You know, and so throughout the day, like we sit in chairs all the time and, you know, it, it started like as a baby, you start off and you go through all those human developmental patterns and you, you know, you roll over on your belly and then you do spinal extension and then, you know, you do this like spiral pattern and the cross crawl, and then you get up under your haunches and, and then you come into a squat and you stand up and it's like this whole really beautiful orchestra of movement that also starts to consolidate your thoughts and integrate your, your, your neurology, you know, and then we go through this interesting regression where we get put into you know, strollers and we go back into the fetal position. Then we get put in a car seat and we go back into the fetal position. And then we get coached into sitting in a chair and hunching over that all day in a fetal position. And then you get on the bus and then you go home and you sit on the couch and you play video games. And then you go to a bed that's raised up three feet off the ground. So you don't actually need to utilize any form of like flexion through your knees, ankles, or hips, you know, and that's like a, it truly is a position of depression and it's like a, almost like a form of paralyzation and a robust, healthy, mentally, emotionally, physically being of any sort, they can express their full ranges of motion. And the, the mold that we live in, we've just essentially like completely thrown away that range of motion, that like three and a half, four feet, that range of motion, that kind of like murky space below your hips down to the ground, that's just gone for most people. You know, and that's the reason that, I mean, not gone, but like getting darn close to gone. And then when it actually goes away, that's when you need to enter assisted living. You know, and that's the number one leading reason that elderly goes into assisted living is because they fall and they can't get up. That's like, that's completely, completely unacceptable that, that that is even a thing. And we, a simple shift for that would be is like, while you have the capacity to get all the way down to the ground and get all the way up, you need to do that regularly every day. And you can start to replace your time when you're like sitting on a chair, writing emails or checking emails or freaking social media or, you know, watching YouTube or whatever, if you're doing that on a chair, it's like a, a real huge, huge opportunity cost where you could have invested that time essentially doing yoga if you just spent more time on the ground and making the ground comfortable. You know, get comfy rugs, get cushions, get pillows and stuff like that. Be very simple with huge impact. And is that like the kind of same thing with like uh, standing desks and, you know, like all these kind of things? Because you've said before about a strong foundation, you know, building capacity for greater exploration, you know, to your creative expression. Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is that the kind of thing you mean where, you know, we, we've forgotten how to build that structure in our lives so we, we, don't, we don't build in our, our abilities to go off and be 
more people and more efficient movers and things like that because we've forgotten how to build the basics. Yeah, most people are scared of their bodies, I think. You know, like if to, to enter into a, a sport or something like that, like maybe not most, but a really high percentage of people, like I don't think too many people would like admit to that, but like they see their bodies as this, it's like imagine you got some really fancy, expensive piece of machinery that's really high tech and, you know, it's just like beyond your understanding, you know, and you received it, it's really expensive if you break it, it's like, it's going to cost you your life. It's going to be a real problem. And you're like, all right, cool. Like, uh, go mud bogging with that machine or go freaking take it out in the woods. And like, you know, it's like, you're like, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's, I, I don't want to break it. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I think so many people are in that position where they just don't understand baseline mechanics of how to be safe in their bodies. And that again, like that's insane that that's not something that's taught at a baseline education level. You know, so physical education shouldn't be, you know, lobbing kickballs at people's faces. I mean, I think that's actually, there's actually a lot of value to that. But um, really what it needs to be is, is that foundation of understanding what are the baseline mechanics that I can be safe, strong, stable, flexible in my body in any situation. If you don't feel like you have a strong grasp of that, like you need to figure that out today. <laughs> you're like there's no excuse. Like as you're moving through the world, like you should understand what's optimal sitting mechanics, what's optimal breathing mechanics, what's optimal standing mechanics, what's optimal walking, what's optimal climbing, you know, pulling myself up, what's optimal getting down to the ground and getting back up off the ground. You know, and there's, there's really simple, there's like a, a, a very small handful of fundamentals within that, that if you understand those, you could start to implement that into all these abstract kind of components of your life. You know, but the simple things are like learning to hinge at your hips, you know, cultivating or understanding what it means to have neutrality in your joints, you know, spine specifically, but really all the joints, um, you know, there's a few simple things. Because you see that a lot, don't you, when you go to like gyms and the people have no control over their, you know, that's why a lot of them use the machines because they have no yeah, exactly. control over themselves. So they can't do free weights. And like when I started jujitsu, I'd been so used to powerlifting and I was tight muscles because my body had kind of adapted to certain like deadlifting and squats. And I couldn't use my body as a one whole unit again. I had to kind of teach it to, to move in conjunction and feel and, even like what you were saying earlier about like, um, you know, people are afraid of like the touch and getting, you know, used to people again. Suddenly when you get guys having to say, okay, get really close, you know, you're basically hugging the other person, you're getting tight. Um, people shy away from that because it's not natural yeah. nowadays. You know, we're so used to sitting with a screen in front of us. So like, can you, s what's your kind of understanding on, if, say, if somebody's got emotional baggage, you know, say they had a bad upbringing with their father when they were younger, they were bullied, depression, whatever, do you need to fix that mentally or can that be helped by full stuff like team sports, hugging other guys, bonding, playing, that sort of thing? You know, how, how can we use movement to help rehab in, in, emotional pain, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like a mental health care professional with that, so I, I don't want to like 
get myself into trouble of saying like, you just need to move better and it'll solve all your problems. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that's completely true. I think talk therapy and psychotherapy is really valuable. Um, I think there's like explore any form of therapy probably. (laughs) Like I think just the fact that you're taking this step, it's like exploring like a diet. You know, it's like, it almost doesn't matter. Like, like the, 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 the science around nutrition changes so quick, you know, whatever you think, you know, about nutrition today, it very likely will be disproven or already there's already lots of research saying it's bullshit. You know, if you just press the right words into Google, you know, and I think that, but what matters is you actually made intention towards caring about what you put into your face. You know, and I think that if you make intention towards caring about what you put in your mind and the way that your mind operates, then I think that's the most valuable thing, you know, and, and I think that that's starting to pursue movement or even just starting to have the conversation that, oh, shit, like my movement, my postural patterns are a representation of the way that I think and the way that I feel. And when I move into a specific posture, such as being hunched over, you know, there's studies in Harvard that are you know pretty popularly referenced um, that just being hunched over for a couple minutes increases stress hormones, decreases testosterone levels. And then the inverse happens when you go into an upright position for a couple minutes. And so that's just one little example. Another example is, is being in an upright posture. There's, there's other studies about this. I have these all referenced in my book. That's going to be up for pre-sale probably before or after this actually comes out, but whatever, it's in October that it gets, it's up for pre-sale, but all these, these studies are all referenced in there. Um, You know, the one is being in an upright posture allows people to access positive memories better. Being in a downward posture, like a hunched over, typical forward head, rolled forward shoulders, hunched over spine, all that stuff, that puts you more inclined to remember negative memories, you know, or memories that were like painful, dark, you know, and so your thoughts and emotions are so deeply wired into your postural patterns like it's inseparable the whole concept of mind and body i think it's just like a failure of language than it is anything else you know we get attached to the idea of like a separate mind body okay i work on my mind over here on tuesday and then i work on my body on thursday friday that's ridiculous like you're always inhabiting both and if you don't feel well internally good luck moving externally you know, and then vice versa, you know, and, and something that you can do to hack your external self is do some internal work and something you can do to hack your exter- your internal self is to do some external work. <laughs> like just do anything is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, if you do anything, no. it, will, it will spill down to the other side, you know, and so for some, for some people, it's, it's what they need is they need a talk therapist to get them to the point of feeling well enough to get up in the morning. Some people, they need to go on a five-mile run to, to get them to feel well enough to think properly. Yeah, I, mean, I actually love that. I love the way you, that you look at it and you, know, you, you make it so simple to understand because how many of these kind of self-help books and stuff and it's on about like you need to meditate, you need to do, you know, there's like there's 50,000 things and nobody knows where to start. So like, how, how do you yeah. start interrupting bad patterns you know because we tend to go into muscle memory when we're stressed you know the shoulders go down and we're hunched over the keyboard or you know how would you start working with somebody to say to them you know is it check your posture every five minutes check out an alarm on your phone to double check how you're sitting or you know do you journal it at the end of the day to see how you're feeling you know how do we start working 
together because you've explained about how the amazing changes it can bring, but how do we actually start interrupting, you know, the BS patterns we mm-hmm. built up over 30, 40 years? I have a, uh, a testicle clamp that I put onto my, my nuts. And then every time I hunch over, I have it set up to an alarm that'll actually clamp my testicles for seven seconds. And that's been what I, I do. So, yeah, is so that, sounds like a time. hobby, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just sit the floor, man. <laughs> like, I, like, like, so, 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 a big thing, like fundamental mechanics. Here we go. Like, one principle everybody needs to have in their, in their mind bucket is you need to be on the front edge of your sit bones. As you are sitting on a chair or sitting on the ground, you need to raise your butt up high enough so that you're on the front edge of the sit bones. The sit bones are also called the ischial tuberosities, it's the bottom portion of your, your pelvis. Um, and if you're on the front edge of that, it sets the whole foundation for your spine to be in an upright aligned position so that now you're, you're feeding all of those, you know, the intervertebral discs and that, that stacking throughout your whole system. It's all being fed, you know, all the fluids are able to move in and out. Your nervous system is, comes online, you know, the, it's that stack. If you put yourself in that comfortable aligned position, and I'm saying a lot, that's like the name of my brand, but I also like mean it just as the word. You know, if you're putting yourself in that aligned position, then your body doesn't need to work as hard. You know, but typically we don't ever learn that, which is insane that we don't learn that. And, you know, for the most part, we're continually practicing a position that would destroy you if you ever did a deadlift. You know, so if you're if you try to pick up a heavy weight off the ground and you're in that hunched over, like forward head, very typical position, you're asking for an injury. You know, because you're putting you're compromising all of those that like you know, L5, S1 is the typical area that people have disc herniations. Uh, and you're just, you're just sandwiching all those, all those discs as you're going into that lift. So if you're practicing that position as you're sitting down, you're setting yourself up for disaster when you actually do something like meaningful with your body. You know, so that would be a big thing is just raise your butt up. If you're on a chair, raise your butt up above your knees. So a ball would roll down your femurs, uh, femurs being like your you know, big leg bones. And uh, if you're on the floor, raise your butt up so that you're on the front edge of the sit bones. Both cases, you're on the front edge of the sit bones. Because this is why I love your stuff. It's very, you get to the root cause of it. You don't give people these like 90,000 things to do. You give them the, <laughs> you give them the basic fixes, but you then expand and you evolve from it. Whereas you get some of this, it's like, you know, go do hot yoga, come back out, read out five books, meditate. And, you know, we get, there's thousands of different things we can do nowadays. And, you know, like, I mean, we could go on about like the effect of cold and heat and movement and healing, etc. But you know, is it just a case of working on your breathing, expanding a bit more, how to sit better? Do you think these kind of things would have such a the best impact for majority of people listening? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like the stuff that that's 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 free is the most impactful. Like, period. That's just the way it is. Like you, you, you've been functioning as a you're like the the you know humanity is like the ocean and you're like this little tiny wave that's just peeking up for a second you know it's like whoa four to five foot day you know it's like that's you you know and that's your face and it's emerging but you're coming from the whole entire ocean that is all of humanity slash before that i'd imagine you know and so those patterns no one's ever paid for optimal health 
for the 3.4 billion years or whatever, whatever the freak, who knows, you know, like no one's ever paid for it until very, very recent, you know, and now all of a sudden people are selling products and supplements and all these things for, to give you optimal health. And sometimes a lot of time they're really helpful. You know, like I sell an online program that I think is helpful, you know, but it's teaching you how, like education is worth paying for, I think, you know, or having like, I, I sell the Align band. It's a resistance band with a door anchor and it has a, a, a guide on how you can be doing self-care stuff throughout the day. But the reality, you could do most of those things without the band. Um, the band is a reminder. It comes with an instructional course. So it's, it's giving you education. But the big thing is it's that reminder you know, that city, you, you see it as you walk through your, your, your house, you see it hanging down and you just give yourself a little dose of decompression, you know, but for the most part, everything that we need, it's, it's pretty darn cheap to free, you know, and, and just tapping into your breath is something that's, um, I mean, that's like, you know, who calls it the king of your nervous system? Who was so that? Brian McKenzie? Shit, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, well, he does it for sure. But then somebody way, way older than that. Um, oh, anyways, uh, oh, no, no, no. It was uh, Iyengar called it the king of the nervous system. Yeah, but anyways, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's if you can tap into your breath and understand how to use it, like your breath truly is. It's like a in my book, I described it as like a toggle switch for your nervous system. You know, your mental, emotional health is, is what, you know, a part of the nervous system as well. You know, so if you can understand that, okay, if I'm breathing with my mouth open, you know, I'm breathing maybe fast, you know, or emphasizing that breath in and not doing much of a breath out, that's an indication via, remember that whole ocean of your humanity. When you do that, that's telling you that you're panic, you're under attack. You know, we need to, we need to just get muscle out in the, or, or get, get blood out into the muscles and you need to run the hell out of there. When you do that slow, breathe all your air out, breathing through the nose, activating, activating those, those diaphragmatic muscles, um, that emphasis of the breath out activates more parasympathetic side of the nervous system, which is like, AKA like rest, digest, heal, restore all that stuff. Um, you know, that's putting you in a more place of, of restoration. Both of them are equally valuable. You just need to know that sometimes I breathe this way because there's, you know, a tiger in the room. And sometimes I breathe this way because the tiger's not here anymore and I want to restore my, restore my nervous system. You know, so if you can just start to tap into your breath, like, yeah, you're, you're way ahead of most people. Well, I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I did recording it. I just wanted to give you a quick reminder about my affiliate deals and special offers. If you're interested in shopping and saving a bit of money on some great gadgets and gizmos and deals on clothes as well as um, grooming equipment etc. Please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. There really is something for everybody here regardless if you're shopping for yourself, a loved one or for a special occasion. There's special offers, discount codes, listener exclusives from companies like Gainsbox, um, Under Armour, Dollar Shave Club. There's a few risky ones in there that you might not want to shop, um, which are maybe a bit more not suitable for work. But there really is something there for everybody. If you want to get better in bed, if you want to get better in the gym, if you want to eat healthier, if you want to look better, if you want to work out better, if you want to dress better, there's something for everybody there. 
please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. I won't bore you with what I'm using just now, but I use my own links and uh, hit that discount codes and I'm loving everything. If you want to check out which products I recommend, go to the review section on the website and use every code here. I'll also be promoting all my links and special offers on my social media channel. So make sure you subscribe. And now let's get back to the interview. Enjoy. So how would you go about working on that? You know, like, because at times in jiu-jitsu, like, um, you know, you're breathing heavy because you're tiring and stuff. And you sort of have to try calm down because it's a stressful situation you're defending. Yep. But then you could do the same thing in an office when you're, you know, like your boss is on chasing you and pushing more work on you. So how can we, do you have like a, a technique that guys listening could maybe start implementing as a test to get into your kind of methods? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, there's lots of things. One, doing things like jujitsu or, you know, I'm, I'm doing recording this outside on top of my uh, ice chest freezer thing. Um, you know, just cause I like to be outside. I like to look, look out in the distance. Your eyes is another one of those, those toggles for your nervous system. Looking out in the distance helps calm everything down. Um, you know, but an example of some people could do for, for breathing one, one really kind of silly, simple, but really impactful technique that I just recently learned is for children. It's called take five and take five. What you do is you take your either hand you take, say, say, take your right hand or you open a right hand really wide. And then you start with your index finger of your left hand on kind of like the middle of the palm. And then you take a breath in as you trace your hand all the way up to the top of your thumb. And then you breathe out as you trace all the way back to the middle point. Then you breathe in as you trace up. I'm doing it right now. Up to your index finger. And then you breathe out as you um, go back to the middle. And then up to your middle finger, up the ring finger, up the pinky finger. And just doing something as simple as that, starting to bring your tactile sense into relationship with your breath and bringing your awareness back internally again because we're always being being term being pulled externally um really i mean it's amazing for calming you down like it's pretty unbelievable how something as simple as that can really calm you down uh another thing you can play with is there's a thing called buteco method uh there's a chapter in my, my book that's all about nose breathing that's one of the things i think everybody needs to figure out um it's just how to you know breathe better but specifically through the nose um you know with that buteco he's he uh, goes into various different research around how a lot of people, you know, were, were over breathing is the way to describe it, you know, and so you become sensitized to that carbon dioxide, that response of like, Oh, you need more air, but it's not that you need more air. It's just, you're really, you're hypersensitized to that response in the carbon dioxide, you know? So something as simple as like, as you're taking a walk, breathe all your air out, push, push, push all the way out, 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 and then hold that breath, say in between walking between two foam poles, you know, or whatever, hold it for, you know, ideally they call it the bolt score. You want to hold your breath for like, be able to hold it for about 40 seconds, all the air expelled without having diaphragmatic contractions. Very few people do that. Um, you know, but that's going to be a super, super powerful, really fast way to start to downregulate your whole nervous system and make you a more robust human being in general. It's just, I mean, we've been on almost 40 minutes and it's amazing. I haven't even covered like anything to depth and I've, I think I've already got like three or four amazing things we can all try. Okay. But what is it? You know, it's one of those things. It's like I have pages of questions I'd love to go into. And my brother does um, Alexander Technique. I don't oh. know if you're familiar with that. Uh, I mean, what's your, 
what's your sort of opinion on stuff like that? Is this all kind of new age stuff? No. It, did, did it hold a minute, or is it just no. taking the principles of general movement and putting it into a principle? Or? It's taking the principles of general movement function and applying them into different people's last names. You know, so that's why I don't, I'm like intentionally not calling my thing, my, my the book, the aligned method. Um, just, you know, because, um, I don't really want to like have another method book, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's these ideas. It's not my method. You know, it's an aggregation of these concepts of what it means to be human that, that everybody has access to, you know, so like Feldenkrais or Alexander technique or Rolfing, like the movement concepts of Rolfing structural integration or Olympic weightlifting, or all sorts of forms of dance, or martial arts, like they're all saying the same shit. And if you can figure out, kind of go through and find the golden threads between all of those, which is what I, I intentionally outlined in the book, um, then you're good. You know, you let, and then from there, sort out those foundational parts, and then dabble in all the other parts. Because if you go deep into any one of those realms, you'll get a lot of really good lessons and you'll be a better person. You know, so, but first start out with the nuts and bolts foundations. And then from there, you can take a yoga class or a Pilates class or a CrossFit class or a jujitsu class. And you understand how to operate yourself at a baseline level. And that's, that's like a huge deal. So it's amazing just like how much about like changing just how you breathe, how you sit, how you stand, how you move, you know, like even how you, your posture affects everything that you do and then allows you to actually become more in tune with your body. So how's your, yeah. you've got an amazing podcast, you've inter, you know, interviewed some amazing guests. How's that changed your approach to things? You know, has it helped with the book or, you know, has it gone because uh, you've gone deep into a lot of different topics in your podcast. Has it changed the way that you view various things? Has it changed your mind about principles or? Yeah. The big thing is it helped me take myself less seriously and realize that every, most of the things that I think that I know, especially around things like nutrition, um, they're just, I mean, I already said it before, like they're going to change. You know, that most of the ideas that we think that we know, they evolve. And if you're in like the fitness industry or whatever, I've been like professionally in the fitness industry in quotations for um, like over 15 years now. And so in that time, I've seen a lot of different trends and fads and I've told clients all sorts of things that now I totally disagree with, you know, and so now just as I'm speaking you know, and as I'm, and I'm hearing other people speak and reading people's books and all that stuff, I'm, I take everything with a grain of salt, you know, so everything that I'm saying right now, like take it with a grain of salt, you know, do your own research with it. You know, like, this is just my, I'm just some dude in Santa Monica that, you know, is doing an interview on top of a freezer, you know, like <laughs> take everything I say with a grain of salt, you know, and do your own research because just because someone's, you know, we live in an echo chamber. You know, and so you'll hear the same shit over and over again. That doesn't mean that it's right. You know, and so that's the thing that I've I've kind of gathered over like the foreign foreign change years of doing the podcast is um, it's it's really healthy to get to give everybody a chance and like 
talking to a vegan person and hearing them out and talking to a carnivore person and talking to a freaking breathitarian or whatever, you know, and talking to a CrossFit person, talking to a dance person and talking to a psychologist and, you know, all the different people, a religious person, and just like really hearing their perspective. Because for the most part, uh, most of the smart people out there, whatever dogma that they align with, like, it makes sense. <laughs> you know, like what they're saying, if you're just within, like if you grew up in their house, you'd be like, yeah, totally makes sense. You know? So it's just, it's just recognizing that like you're a fucking product of your environment, you know, and the stuff that you think, you know, like very likely it's just been, it's what's been imposed on you. And you're probably, your mind will probably change within the next, if you're doing it right, your, your mind will change in the next like six months. If you're a little slower, your mind will change in the next like two years. If you're really slow, five years. If you're doing it totally wrong, you'll stay with the same perspectives your whole life. It's what they say about religion, isn't it? It's like it's amazing how you you know that you're the correct religion, the one that's completely true is the one that your parents and brought you up in. You know, it's it's amazing how that happens depending where you're born or. Uh, but I mean, we've. Is that the kind of thing that you want people to remember from this? You know, this is the first one just to get people to get to know you, but what, what do you want people to take from this interview? I know we've only got 40 minutes, but what, what do you want the go-home message for them to be? Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, any of that stuff was fine. I think, you know, I think there's just a like simple, something that's kind of like an interesting idea is that like the more you spend or the more complex the the system is oftentimes or say like the device like the fitness device that you have or the shoe or the workout gear whatever like the more fancy and complex that is the more that you're outsourcing your own internal intelligence you know so if you have to pay somebody forty thousand dollars for some super machine like your nervous system is so much smarter than any bullshit machine that we can make you know, so what you're doing is you're outsourcing the necessity for your own internal system to do those things that the machine is doing for you. You know, so I would just say go back to simplicity. It'd probably be if there's like a thing, that'd probably be it. And so like if there was a thing along with that, that's the same vein is like spend more time on the ground. You know, that's like hashtag floor culture is a thing that I'm all enamored by is getting people to, you know, share with their friends that they are doing something to help themselves that's costing them zero money and will absolutely change their life and will absolutely protect them and their family and their friends from the humiliation of being an elderly person and not being able to support yourself like that fucking mm -hmm. sucks <laughs> you know to be to be in a position where like oh you have to like call your neighbors you know or whoever because you're not able to support yourself like that would be really a, a, a challenging experience you know, and so while you have the capacity, I think it's just so important that you actually take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, if you look back at the caveman days and things like that, you know, the stuff that we do now is unheard of, and it's it's terrifying the way we're not using our bodies, and then we have to rely on other people, and like our health systems are getting destroyed because of presentable diseases, and it's it's just really sad that the way we're not using our our, our amazing structure to its even being efficient with it we're not using anything to its best ability and it's really sad the way society's become you know we're doing a lot of cool stuff too though i mean yeah. we're doing you know like elon musk just shot a rocket up into space and you know there's other there's like your computer is fucking awesome you know <laughs> that you can access all of 
the information of humanity in an instant. Um, you know, the fact that you we, like just the, the accomplishment of making it to a point where you we have the choice to just press a button and bring life to your face. Like that's pretty cool that mm. that human being. It's just like a, a testament to how rad humans are. Um, I just think it would be really ideal if we could have all that amazing technology and have all that amazing intelligence and everything while we maintain our, you know, our bodies and our minds, our brains. It's the same, you know, it's, it's, there's no disconnection there, you know, like schiz, not schizophrenia, sorry, dementia and, you know, like cognitive disorder of, of any sort is one of the best ways to prevent that is dance. That's like this, a study from, what was it? Albert Einstein college of, medicine i think is where it came out of they, they showed that of all the things they measured dance was the best thing for preventing cognitive dis- dis- oh. i mean that's why you know I, I just like every time i listen to a podcast of yours or it completely changes my outlook and i've got i've, I've still i've still got pages left because i have to have you back on i mean we barely touched anything but what um if somebody's listening and i hope they are what what should they start doing apart from buying your book coming to your site you know what are you most proud of on the site what should they check out first how can they keep in touch all that sort of thing hmm. well i actually really like the i have a i created like i'm talking about all like the fundamental foundation stuff and all that um i created a little five video series for people to get started with and so that's the first thing you see when you go to linepodcast.com there's like a you know start the five-day challenge and i think that's like I truly stand behind that as being a really excellent foundation for people. Um, you know, I'm proud of the podcast. Um, I'm proud of the stuff that I, I pretty much I'm, I'm at a point that all the things that I put out into the world, I'm genuinely proud of, which, um, I guess I'm proud of that. (laughs) Just, just having consistency of like, cause there's so much bullshit, man. And I've, I've been a part of bullshit for sure. And, you know, it's, it's like, we want to make chirps to be seen, to be relevant. And, but really what the world needs, they just don't need more distractions, you know? And so if you're creating shit as a means of staying relevant, you should really not do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to make everything that I put out something that's actually like, okay, this is valuable for you. Or, I, or I'm, you know, I won't do it. And if I, if I do some some bullshit, like call me out. No, that's why I love your stuff. It's just, you know, you just t- tell it like it is, and you know, you explain to people how they can fix things that they've probably held on for ages. And people don't understand that with breathing a bit better, you know, movement a bit better, the changes can bring. And that's why your stuff is so awesome. Um, I mean, the floor is open to you. I know we're tight for time, but is there anything you'd like to mention? Have you got anything coming up? Um, any episodes do you want to promote? Yeah. Well, so the, the book will be out, like I said, bef- after this comes out. So that's not so relevant. Um, so I have the Align Method online program after talking about shitting on the, the method part. But I said with the book, but with the online part, um, it breaks down essentially how to unwind the, the effects of staring at technology. So forward head posture, rolled forward shoulders, hunched over spine, disengaged ass muscles, you know, your, your glutes. Um, that if you collapse at any level in your body, then you collapse through the whole system. And what the Align Method online program specifically focuses on is, is how to um, 
start to reintegrate your body so that your movement throughout the day actually becomes one of betterment, you know, as opposed to being everything being like a liability. So it's self-care practices and movement education on how to, how to get your body back. Um, and the Align Band is something that I'm proud of as well that a lot of people have really appreciated, which, I, which I'm like so grateful for. Um, but all that stuff, you just you go to Align Podcast on Instagram or website or whatever, you'll see all of it. Well, I really cannot thank you enough for this. Um, your stuff is fantastic. You've changed so many lives and your p- podcast is fantastic. It, it's one of those that there's something for everybody and you're fixing guys' faults by the sound of your voice, you know. You uh, just keep doing what you're doing because it is awesome and I would love to have you on again. Um, but I, don't, I can't wait to get a copy of the book and, uh, and take it from there. Thank you, brother. I appreciate your time. Appreciate what you've done. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.